2: the future, but embrace our past. We study, we analyse, we race on Sunday, so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
3: the gate's about to drop on big mx radio here in phoenix no and cole seeley cole um have you had a chance to look at the track yet
4: yeah i just uh went over and looked at it and um, they're actually trying to make some adjustments to it right now so um anderson when i and i were over there kind of putting in our two cents and uh trying to come up with a solution help those guys out but uh i think we figured it out but um yeah it looks good typical you know arizona mm-hmm. pretty hard dirt um think they're we're only going to ride half the track so Mm -hmm. they save the other half because it's going to get like concrete um but should be good i mean hopefully i've heard rumors that we're not getting whoops but (laughs) hoping they build us some big ones but i don't think it's gonna happen
3: fair enough what was uh what was it that you and uh, jason uh pointed out and uh what do you guys what 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 advice did you have to change it
4: uh they just uh they don't really want us doing quads (laughs) which is uh respectable you know it's a it's a uh, definitely makes it a little bit more dangerous than it already is so they're just uh there's there's one quad out there that's pretty big that um it's is, doable it's very doable so <laughs> um they're just trying to figure out how to make it so you can't basically and uh, rearrange some some of the singles and all Put that walls in there yeah, exactly.
3: Fair enough. Well, uh, this time last, I'm not too sure if you remember, but uh, I did was able to catch a video of uh, Josh Grant heading that was a triple that was a quad that was here, and uh, he went ass over tea kettle, and uh, I caught that all on video, went viral. It was awesome. But uh, you think they're trying to get away from something like that?
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, in in some instances, it's it's going to happen. You know, it's, if it's a small enough jump, then we're going to end up quadding it. But yeah. um, in this, you know, right now, it's not very it's not really that small, so. I think uh it's just a little too big for
3: for what they're liking so uh one setup for anaheim probably went back to something similar to that uh, last weekend but something totally different for for houston uh, to for from what i've heard from a lot of riders is that true about you and uh what 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 kind of changes do you think you'll make uh with the hard pack service we're going to have this weekend um similar to more of an anaheim setup or
4: yeah uh, probably more to an anaheim setup um i don't like to go too crazy with with trying to set the bike up for a, you know, hard pack track versus soft track. I mean, it's usually just a few clicks here and there. And, you know, we've experimented so much during the preseason. We kind of know which directions to go in. So kind of just try and stick to what we know. Um, You know, I'm super comfortable in the setup that I'm on right now. So. Uh,
3: I don't want to venture too far away from that. How much of a feather in your feather in your cap was that coming into the season, where you're really familiar with the motorcycle? uh, You can pretty much put in laps rather than and and fine tune your own technique rather than testing and going through bar bends and everything else that you have to get used to riding a motorcycle with.
4: Yeah, I mean it. It's obviously helps a lot just kind of having another year under the belt um, uh, on this chassis and the setup. So we just you know took what we learned last year and applied it and and I uh, just tried to make a better race bike and you know we we learned a lot last year but at the same time we had a really good bike to you know as a as a base and as a platform to start with so it, it didn't take much
3: uh, you've led quite a few laps in that, that first main event from last week well last weekend you took that home the win uh, and I asked you about it in the press conference about the confidence that comes with that um do you do you feel like you could have uh, hung with Eli in the second moto uh like you did if you hadn't won that first one
4: yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it, I was just kind of finding my groove um, and just clicking away the laps, and um, I don't know, it just started kind of come easy to me a little bit. And uh, man, I just the first two, I was so nervous. The first you know two rounds, it's just hard to focus on on racing. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just I don't know, I just felt comfortable, and uh, you know, that's that's just something that's going to come. And um, you know, last weekend it came, and I think it's just going to continue to keep clicking away at this
3: thing. Fair enough Well uh, is there anyone here That can drift a car As well as you can
4: <laughs>
3: uh, No <laughs> Probably not um, This being media day And um, press day where, Like there's a lot of guys Out here with really Expensive cameras Is there What chance ability is there That we see you uh, Uncorks uh, One ungodly whip For us uh, at some point today
4: <laughs> um, Man there's only really The finish line that I re- That's hit yeah, So small I don't know it's, I don't know about
3: ungodly But yeah well, It'll happen <laughs> Alright Well best luck This weekend bud Thank you Cool thanks here we are at Phoenix with Oscar Weirdman of uh, of Honda HRC. Um, first question I have for you, Oscar, is uh, obviously we're at, we're, at, at, we're at press day. You guys get a lot of opportunities to ride on press day. How, how beneficial is that on a, from a bike setup standpoint that you guys have uh, a little bit of work done before the day starts tomorrow?
5: Uh, it's good. Like now, these days, like, the tracks are pretty similar, you know. The dirt are pretty similar. So it's not as I much as back in, back in the day. You know, if one was a super hard pack or super yeah. techie, then it's more. But it gives it a little bit, you know. You don't normally don't write the whole track, but it, it doesn't hurt.
3: Um in the standpoint of something like tires like uh it's pretty much one tire that's uh that's available as far as like a spec tire from Dunlop um is that kind of like obviously it's a great tire but does does also help you guys out in the fact that that's kind of a constant something that's not really going to change so that uh like like say if you were doing some suspension setting and changing things up and you went to a different tire at some point that just throws everything else off as well
5: yeah we got a couple of options <coughs> like we go between two fronts and then there's a few different rears yeah so but it's you know the, the tire can also help your suspension, you know. Just yeah. really hard pack track or you have too much traction, your tire is rolling, can make the suspension feel great. Um, sitting down with the team
3: prior to a week like this, uh, do you guys kind of do go over a briefing of some of the things that you might run into on this type of soil or, or anything type quite like that? Or is it kind of come out, do, like,
5: change thing as they come? No, we do a little bit, you know. <coughs> like I said, too, like, now, these days, like, the bikes are pretty good so like your setup is pretty much solid even track to track Mm -hmm. they they don't really change too crazy but obviously you you know your weaknesses from the previous race you know where other riders are better and that's yeah that's kind of what you focus on and make sure you don't lose time in certain sections Uh,
3: working with Ken for a while now uh, you guys must have must have developed a pretty decent relationship how how hard or how easy was that to develop from right off the hop as far as getting to know him getting to know his body language as soon as what he needs and and when he's communicating to you from the motorcycle because everyone's got their own little, little language on how they kind of uh describe certain things that they're doing
5: uh no we were pretty fortunate that it, it clicked pretty fast <clears throat> i think it both helped that we're uh from europe and so even if we speak english like we're kind of express express ourselves a little bit different you yeah. know and and I think I uh, understand what he means and why it's worse.
3: Fair enough. Well, I uh, wish you guys the best of luck. The bike looks great and uh, I might have to stop by tomorrow and take some more pictures of it.
5: Cool. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Awesome.
3: Phoenix here with Ken Rockson. Ken, um, you've, you've led some laps so far this year. We've, we've, we've worked ourselves into, uh, we're kind of in the meat of the season already. Uh, how are you feeling?
6: I'm um, pretty good. Um, <clears throat> good to be back in uh, Glendale Hill. Two years ago, I won here, and that was the last time I was here. So that's definitely a plus to have on your side. Um, all in all, just looking for good starts and just some consistency and constantly being up on the podium. You know, um, last weekend wasn't the greatest for me, but I'm glad to put that one behind me, and now I'm just looking forward to the whole season.
3: Um, last weekend seems to be almost like the, the day of intensity, and t- like, uh, like wicked up the, the intensity during qualifying as well as through those three main events. Uh, did you notice a, a, at all a uh, kind of just a, a more serious tone, a, more, a kind of a more like a aggressive tone throughout the day, or were you able to just kind of approach it like any other day? And There's three races, not two.
6: No, I'm, I'm a, I think everybody in the practice especially is probably approaching it the same way. When we ride for one fast lap, you know you're gonna do a fast lap no matter what. But um, I think all in all, nobody was too stoked about the triple crown. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it better the other way with with just one main event for sure. And um, but yeah, I mean it, you you have to do one of those races to know what to what to kind of expect. So now we know
3: for sure. Like in, in my opinion, like say if if if, you, if I'm in second place and there's a guy ahead of me and I don't need to pass him to win the overall i'm not risking it to go get him to win a main event rather i'd rather win the overall get the points right and they're like is that is that the, kind of the same opinion that you would carry going to that situation or would you be a, uh, a badass just go for the win
6: it all depends uh, on the possibilities if it's not you know you're always going to waste for the win and yeah. if somebody is in front of you but he's going quite a bit slower and you could you know possibly pass him well then i think you should pass him sure. instead of just riding behind him so it all yeah. it's all it's all a feel that you have to kind of get during racing
3: yeah, I guess that all kind of co- that uh, that goes lap by lap and and, and battle by battle. Um, like obviously, you you fit right in where you where you left off last year uh, as far as uh, strength on the motorcycle and and where you're able to be accurate with it. Uh, like, are you kind of in? Do you feel like you're in mid season form already?
6: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm fit for sure. I think it's just getting more racing under my belt, and um, yeah, race situations. So getting the starts down and. and and then I think I just need a couple of two three races of being consistently up front and then things will fall into place
3: um do you do you set goals on a a daily weekly or monthly basis at all as far as what you want to achieve both on and off the bike
6: well we want to win the championship right so however you're going to get there it's tough to say to change it you can't change your goals every single day you know what I mean Mm -hmm. my goal my goal is to stay healthy and um I think the rest I can just do with my with talent and hard work and definitely not easy being off racing for so long but we're back and um yeah i'm just i'm taking it race by race for sure
3: fair enough well you've you've worked hard to develop a certain set of skills on a motorcycle uh on what part what what part of riding a motorcycle is fun for you what do you do to enjoy yourself on the on two wheels and just kind of enjoy it
6: everything i mean i love jumping and it's just all in all i've always appreciated riding dirt bike no matter how much of a pain it is sometimes and Mm -hmm. how difficult it gets but i always enjoy riding a dirt bike so um just everything i mean i've done it since i'm two and a half so um i've probably done more laps than than footsteps
3: fair enough um this this being press day i know a lot of the photographers have been griping about you guys not throwing enough whips so this is an open uh request for uh ken roxon to uncork a few tonight
6: yeah for sure i mean First, uh, most important is uh, figuring out the figuring out the track, and then yep. with comfort comes whips. Thanks for the
3: time. All right, nice of luck, bud. AJ Catanzaro, the cat himself, with a brand new uh, custom painted helmet. He doesn't want me to do an interview with him, but I have his front wheel between my legs. So, AJ, how's it going?
7: Uh, it's going okay. Tired. Just flew in from Reston, Virginia.
3: Virginia? What, why did you fly in from Virginia? Is that where you reside?
7: That is where I reside. I fly back and forth every week. gets a little old.
3: As you are getting old, it, uh, it also probably gets old. That is a routine that no one really looks forward to, but uh, you're making it work. Um, still in Kawasaki's for this year, uh, something familiar to you, but a brand new team. Tell me about it.
7: Uh, yeah, the Rockwell guys are awesome. They asked me to ride a 250 originally, and yeah. I said no. So uh, we were able to work out a pretty cool, unique deal that mm-hmm. I think benefits the both of us really well.
3: So. Okay. This, uh, this keeps you on a 450, uh, which you're most comfortable on, as well as kind of keeps you more continuity in terms of what you're going to race on the on the uh, East Coast, correct?
7: Yeah, I've been, unfortunately, one that usually takes like four or five or six or seven or eight races to get in the flow. Yeah, no doubt. You're or like a like diesel. A you are, like, you're like the <laughs> new diesel. Round but, 16, like, I'll be pretty dialed clicking. in. in. What so to be that? on the same bike the whole season, it's it's pretty critical. Last year I was bouncing back and forth, which is it's tough.
3: Right, not only manufacturers, but a 250 and a 450. Yeah, that's hard. Um, this track, uh, gonna, we're, it's going to be dry, it's going to be slick. How do you combat that with bike setup?
7: Uh, I leave bike the same every weekend. But at least to the eye, it looks a heck of a lot more technical. Last weekend, unfortunately, was probably the easiest supercross track I've I feel ever seen. Like I could have raced it. See, really yeah, I think cool. I would have. I, I, I think like Ryder DiFrancesco Francesco could have beat me on an eighty-five.
3: There There's was, a high. There's a good chance of that.
7: I, I'm pretty confident he yeah. would have. There was no whoops. Like, eh, I just hope the whoops are big here. There's rhythm, so it something I've is simple. No whoops. No, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like, I've actually been told that. Have you really?
3: Yeah. No, no. There's a whoop pad right there. No, I think they're getting rid of them. For they actually what? for for way very well could get rid of those things. And I've been told. There? I don't know. Paul Steeley told me. I, why would I lie to you?
7: Oh, my God. No, that's impossible.
3: Perfect. Well, um, so what is the plan when you go east? Is it still a full Rockwell program? Does anything change about what you do?
7: Um, so the guys at Mototape are going to be um, transporting my bike in his sprinter van. So th- a lot of things are going to remain the same, but it's going to be a much smaller ordeal. I'll mm-hmm. have my friend wrenching for me. Yeah. The so. food
3: won't be as good at as-
7: the food, no, that's yeah, that's a bummer. I'm gonna have to. That's gonna actually be the hardest part on race day, is trying to find food.
3: No doubt. Uh, what would you say is uh, the best thing about having these two knuckleheads as uh, teammates, Bradley Lyonette and uh, Ryan Brees? You guys are uh, like a traveling show. Yeah,
7: it's just nice to watch the 250 guys, I think, and yeah. to have a teammate that's not in the same class as you. Mm-hmm it's just beneficial to be able to actually watch them. Where in the past, my teammates have always been in my practices or in my race, which can make it a little tricky.
3: Fair enough. What, what can you learn from a guy like Ryan Clark? Uh, career privateer, the guy, has he's, he's got enough stories to probably bore you to death, but uh, there's a lot of info in those stories.
7: Yeah, he, uh, people call me old, but he's, he's like old. Really
3: old, like two strokes old.
7: Yeah. He, uh, no, very knowledgeable, very... Um, <laughs> like cool calm and collected the way he gets the information across and i'm the same way so him and i i think vibe together pretty well and if he needs to get me usually if he's telling me something i already know it's what i gotta do but He's definitely super informative and, and helpful.
3: Okay, well, it's press day, and uh, one of the complaints from all the other photographers is that you guys don't throw enough whips. I know you're <laughs> a guy who can throw one. Um, this is just a request, an open request okay. for AJ Cotton's to do what he does.
7: I can try. Did all we right. get to hit a triple?
3: I think so. Okay. You at least get to hit the finish line.
7: All right, maybe I'll just try to do one on the whip pad that's yeah? going to be up straightaway. I don't know. Just like seat dice. I haven't done a whip in a long time i'm too old for that i'm 24 i used to do whips when i was like 19.
3: wow you look like you're like 34. all right moving on to (laughs) moving on to broadly lionette uh he's out of uh south africa zambia zambia that's pretty legit uh you're a
8: long way from home do you fly in and out like uh like aj does No, I actually drove here, but I'm from uh, Menifee, California. Okay,
3: I drove here as well this morning. Yeah,
8: so I drove over here, but most of the other races I fly in. This is your, uh, I guess you'd call this uh, year 1.5 with uh, the team.
3: You you, you got picked up in the middle portion of last season on the West Coast and then uh, did some races with them uh, extracurricularly over the rest of the year, but now you're a full-time guy.
8: Yeah, it's uh a... It's uh, a lot of stress taken off my shoulders with uh, driving far like Texas Mm -hmm. and uh, you know they have a chef on there which uh, he helps out a lot you know it's not nice I mean it's nice not to stress about food. Yeah it's damn good uh, food. Yeah it's pretty good too and uh, I'm vegan so he really uh, cooks for me so I like it. Perfect. Uh, What are some of the things you've learned from last year as far as
3: uh, setting up your motorcycle or even uh, like your strategy on race day to put put down a good lap?
8: Um, I think the main thing I learned was how aggressive you have to be uh, especially in the heat races you have to be super aggressive the first lap to get into a good position I'm pretty used to because uh, I came from, from uh, Africa where we just did motocross you know 40 minute moto so mm-hmm. I'm used to just getting a start and settling in and riding for 40 minutes so I need to focus more on uh, sprinting, sprinting for a first lap and getting into a good position so that, that's what I've learned mostly and that's what I'm trying to put a uh, in place here
3: what do you do for the bulk of your training throughout the week uh, what do you like to do what do you not like to do and what do you find is most effective to make sure you're ready to go on race day
8: Um, I uh, cycle twice a week uh, I kind of like road biking road biking is fun it's nice to get out there and clear your head and you know have good thoughts for two hours uh, I hit the gym twice a week too I train with Tyler Klesiak. he's super knowledgeable and, at the W uh, no oh. he's, he's at West Coast training Pacific. okay yeah yeah and, uh, yeah, I think, I, I think cycling is the most beneficial to me, you know, and, you know, just to flush out the legs because Supercross really, uh, really hurts the legs a lot.
3: Fair enough, my friend. Well, I appreciate the time, and we'll let you get uh, to the rest of your day. Thanks. Thank you. Moving on to Ryan Brees, the 217 in your program, number one in your hearts. He's uh, sitting here next to Jelly, who is his official mechanic for the week. His nickname was given to him by uh, team manager Chris Chris Elliott. But uh, this interview is all about uh, Ryan Brees. Ryan, um,
1: decent season so far, but room for improvement. Would you agree? Yeah, definitely. A lot of room for improvement, you know. And um, it looks looks out to be a good weekend here. You know, we're at Press Day at uh, Phoenix glendale supercross mm-hmm. doing like the i'm enjoying it man like the crew has it has the bike dialed and um it's it's sounding great team seems like they're they're happy to be here and, and that's what counts awesome well how, how important is are these extra laps that you
3: get on uh, on press day obviously you guys won't be getting the full track in but um it, it looks like you're gonna at least be able to nail down some rhythm lanes and uh, get just familiar with the, the soil I think
1: it's going to be really key. Uh, For the past three weekends we've had, I've been struggling on practice times just because we're not getting the extra riding in that we can and not dialing in the uh, rhythm sections and and whatnot that we should be. But um, I'm glad we're here, and and Chris Elliott got the hook up on some press day, so we're going to take full advantage of it and and get our suspension dialed in and um, get the kinks worked out for sure. What do you think has been the th- oh, the, the the pinpoint the
3: thing that has uh, been holding you back from your potential so far, and uh, where you need to be, which is, I
1: believe, in the top ten? I think there's a various amount of things, and we've been working tremendously throughout the week, and I know the team has uh, been trying to provide me with a with the best bike that they possibly can, but uh, just little just little things like suspension changes and and getting the bike more familiarized with me so we can adapt a lot quicker and and get more comfortable right away and that's been the biggest struggle for myself in the in the practice qualifying times because um, we know that we have the speed to be up there in the top 10 top 12 and I don't show it until the heat race or the main event so um, we're going to work on getting faster in qualifying times and adapting to the bike a lot quicker. Fair enough, my friend. Well, enjoy Press Day. Put down these good laps and uh, make the best use of it. Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate
3: it. Cool. Hey, everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening.
5: These
9: That's what I call fueling
3: for the big ride. Hey, kids! Start out every morning with a fat ball. The most action-packed event on the planet is back, bigger and crazier than ever before, with the largest ramps you've ever seen. Nitro Circus, the global youth entertainment phenomenon, returns to North America this year with the epic Next Level Tour. This spectacular brand new production, an all moto adrenaline rush, will have death-defying tricks, jaw-dropping world's firsts, and absurd stunts. It all adds up to a thrilling show simply too big to fit indoors. The Next Level Tour launches mid-May, just in time for summer, and will visit over 10 cities across the continent through June. Brainchild of Travis Pastrana, global superstar, action sports icon, and Nitro Circus ringleader, the next level tour features the best athletes in action sports taking on the biggest ramps in the world. The Nitro Circus design team has put it all on the line with this show, doubling down on the risk factor. The FMX next level takeoff ramp alone, a towering 15 feet above the show floor, a whopping 5 feet taller than any ramp toured before, will launch riders more than 60 feet into the sky. The landing ramp also looms large, standing 23 feet in height. The Nitro Circus Next Level Tour will include several athletes, including Bruce Cook, Jared McNeil, Jared Duffy, Blake, Bill Coe-Williams, and many more. For more information, visit nitrocircus.com. Hey, Big MX listeners, just wanted to take a moment to uh, let you guys know about Viral Brand and Viral Brand Goggles. Uh, Viral Brand Goggles are a relatively new company, and we've been working with them for about a year now, and uh, they've got some really cool things going on, which include uh, not only when you buy a pair of goggles, you will not only get a goggle bag, which of course you get with most goggle bags, but uh, with most goggles rather, but uh, you'll also get tear-offs, you get a a 10-pack of tear-offs, and you also get an extra clear lens to go along with your Mirrored lens than uh, the tinted lens that the goggles come with, uh, so it's kind of a more of a, more of a package than it is just a set of goggles. Which if you're going to buy goggles, you're going to need an extra lens, you're going to need tear offs. So they take care of all that stuff for you. And uh, 74.99 US is uh, an easy asking price. They've also got a 30 day money back guarantee. If uh, their best fit challenge, if your goggles don't fit your helmet within the first 30 days, get them back to Viral for uh, and, and they'll take care of you, no questions asked. Uh, so check out the Theviralbrand.com today and uh, and and see what the kind of products and the uh, the accessories that they've got. I love the goggles myself and uh, can't wait to see you guys enjoying them as well. Take care. Big MX Midday Podcast here from Phoenix with uh,
10: Tony Eric. Tony, how's it going? Good, good, going real good. Who's Tony Eric, and what do you do? Uh, I'm I'm Tony Eric. I'm here from Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah. Um, this is our home hometown. Yeah. I'm a local general contractor. Um, decided to start AJE Motorsports AJE Motorsports uh, beautiful rig that you
3: guys have here very nice presence that you guys have as far as like the length of it the how professional it looks Uh, you guys are new basically new for this year you like uh, kind of uh, we we saw shades of you from last year but this is the first full year that you guys are doing this why are you doing this?
10: Well I got introduced into the sport last year Phoenix round Um, so just almost exactly a year ago from today um, realized it was something I wanted to do Teamed up with Skazi, Nate and Fight And we decided to um, Put this together And you know his first question to me was how, how I wanted to do it If we wanted to go get a sprinter If we wanted to just tote her home And I said no if we're going to do it let's, let's do it And yeah. so um, This is really my first year um, We built this team in roughly about 7 months And this yep. is where, where it's put us now Awesome. So, uh, a brand new team is always exciting for Supercross
3: because there's just that one, one more truck in the in the pits and, and, uh, more, more jobs, obviously. There's more mechanics, more truck drivers, more riders. Um, when selecting the guys that you're working with right now, obviously you've got, uh, Cole Martinez and, uh,
10: Justin Starling. Tell me why you, you, uh, selected those two guys. Well, uh... Nathan, who's our team manager with SCSI, you know, he, um, he had a really good working relationship with Cole. He's been, uh, him and Cole have been friends for a year since Cole was, was a kid. Um, when we decided to do this team, he was the first name that came up, mm-hmm. hoping he was available and he was. So, so we moved forward kind of building our team around Cole Martinez. Unfortunately, he went down around Thanksgiving and had a bad wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, I wanted I wanted a two-rider team, but being a new team, everyone knows you know there's certain budget budget issues and and, and um, some hurdles in that. Yep. Uh, Justin, you know, relentlessly called and texted two three times a day, Good. wanting to be a part of this team. And um, so so Justin kind of came on as that, and we're happy to have both of them both of them here. They're they're both great riders and, and very dedicated to the sport.
3: Dedicated and talented, you can say that about both of those individuals. Uh what has been your barrier to entry or your biggest
10: hurdle while starting this whole thing? Um you know it's getting start to finish from where we started right now is um it wasn't bad, you know, moving forward we kept we kept thinking we were ahead of the game. Um Nate, my team manager obviously kept saying we're ahead of the game. Our sponsors kept saying we're ahead of the game. And uh that was that was good. We felt good in the off season. I felt good about it. Um coming down to A1, I think we realized quick we might have been ahead of the game, but all of a sudden the game's here. And yeah. so we scrambled real quick. Um, the toughest part, I say, in this whole thing is logistics. And, and that's the hardest part uh, for me. But, um, but but other than that, you know, we've been pretty smooth r- running forward. Who out of your many sponsors
3: are you uh, working cl- most closely with? And, and how do they help you uh, execute on
10: Saturdays? Well, you know, we have, we have uh, over 30 sponsors, and we couldn't do this without... All of them. You know, all of them play a big role in what we do. Um Soul Beach Cruisers, they're a huge one for us. They're out here, they're local from Tempe. Okay. Um some of the best beach cruisers on the market, hands down. not because 'cause they're a sponsor, by I personally own five of them and, and and they're just hands down. Um Premium Motors, Keith, um out of Texas, he he's a big help. And not only is he sponsored, but he's here helping every race, which means a lot. Um we have Muckoff that does quite a bit for us, you know, they're a Euro based company. Um that, that provides us with bike cleaners mm-hmm. um, you know and, and ultimately um, you know just just a slew of others 111 Inc has been great to us out of California doing all of our wraps making the pits look the way they do Matrix a um, handful of them we, we couldn't do it without them um, most important is, is Nate with Stasi MX you know I, I keep bringing him up He is a team manager but he does own a local um, shop here in Phoenix he okay, builds yeah. engines he builds all of our engines and uh, you know he's probably one of the biggest ones we have as far as playing two roles in what we do, Nate's a great
3: resource, and I, he definitely helps you guys do uh, everything from obviously the engine building, but just the, the the management of the team and just sculpting how everything is supposed to be running. And and I think I feel like you guys kind of feed off of him a little bit, let him kind of. Like, he's obviously the leader, but he, he he also takes that role and kind of runs with it a little bit.
10: Sure, and and he does, and you know this is this is his background. <clears throat> this is what he's done his whole life. Um, me being introduced to the sport. Um, you know, you need to surround yourself with people like Nate um, and Duke and Matt, um, our mechanics, because, um, you know they, know, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm kind of along for the ride right now, but I'm learning every day, too. So I'm getting there. That's cool. Um, most,
3: most of the time, if you have a, a team such as yours, uh, it's usually the, the owner's uh, a past rider or a, a, a dedicated enthusiast. That does that you don't fall in that category. Uh, like, uh, how do you how do you cut yourself out of the, out of the curd there?
10: You know, uh, I guess I can say I'm a bit of an enthusiast now. Okay. Um, at this point, uh, like I said, I've had about a year in this in this industry, and, right. and um, I come from 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 you know boating, and that was my background and what I enjoy doing. And everyone needs a hobby, and, and I kind of just just chose this, and that's the question I get every day: is if I ride, have I ever rode? Um, and not only have I not rode I've never even owned a bike I mean I've never had one I've never sat on one Um, I know my part and it's not on two wheels so I don't do it Um, do do you you, like obviously motocross is really easy to fall in love with the
3: it's it's uh, visually amazing it's it sounds like the sound of the track unbelievable Uh, and it's just a show there's you'll see crashes you'll see battles. you'll see race you'll see the checkered flag the, the start alone it's like when I, when I show people the start they're just blown away. Um, now have you, you've seen that and you've become an enthusiast, do you ever see
10: yourself uh, maybe uh, um, buying a bike for yourself and, and doing a little bit of pleasure riding even? Um, I don't no no, I don't um, uh, because I'd like to be here next year to do <laughs> this again yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, like I said, I know my part it's on four wheels, not two and, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to stick with that. Fair enough. what uh, are you you're a car guy? I do, yeah, I enjoy cars. What kind of cars you got? Um, we have a handful. Um, I have a couple trucks. Uh, I have a Corvette. I have a Prowler, which is unique. Um, is unique. unique. But uh, yeah, just nothing. They let you uh, drive with the open wheels? Yeah, uh, you yep. have to put the little open covers wheels. over top. Yeah? Yep, open wheels. Yep. And, oh, and you know, it's nothing special, but that's what I enjoy. Cool.
3: Um, Plans for the team going forward. Obviously, you guys are executing at this level. Where would you like to to get to, uh, as far as uh, like uh, support from a, from a manufacturer or something along those lines? Where where do you, where does uh, a a, a aje go?
10: Well, you know, for the most part, um, you know, we're doing this without any factory support right now. You mm-hmm. know, I feel like we're doing it on a level that that I feel is, is real close to a factory level. Um, on our own So we, we always are out there Looking for that factory support um, You know, we, we love our Huskies um, You know, we, the riders love them Nate loves working on them We think it's a great product A great bike um, You know, it, it, that's why we put it On the side of our truck When we yeah. drive down the road Because we are proud to be on them And we're very happy with them Everyone wants factory support, but it'll come. Okay. It'll come with time. Um, you know, it's more important that we're out here racing every weekend, and that's what's most important.
3: So, from from a fan standpoint, uh, how would you like the fans, or how would you hope that the fans interact with your team, and what what type of experience would you like them to have had once they've uh, they've, they've come here and, and enjoyed the the rig and enjoyed the the like the posters you guys have, your whole setup?
10: Sure. Um, you know, the one thing that we, we do do is we can be a little more interactive with them. You know, um, we we can bring them through the rig. We can, you know, we can kind of touch to to each and every one of them. Uh, I think at a little better standpoint than some, just, just because we do are we're a little more loose end on that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We um, you know, we're, we're real happy with what we have. We're real we're blessed with what we have, and if we can share that with anyone, we'd like to.
3: For sure, and, and if there is a fan that would like to walk through the rig, I think they'd be getting a treat. Not only is this your current rig, but this used to be the old uh, Star Racing rig. So there's a, there's a lot of fans that never there, got to see the inside there, of this thing.
10: Exactly, yeah. You know, this this rig started off and it was built for John Force for his drag team, and yeah. and um, it, it didn't get built quite to how he wanted. And, and Bobby Reagan picked it up, I believe, in two thousand five. And those guys. Uh, they used it and got their money's worth out of it. That's for sure. Um, we drove down to uh, Huntington to check it out, and they were very welcoming to let us look at it. And and um, you know, I'm not only happy to buy and purchase this from them, but they've been a great group of guys. And and Bobby has helped me out. in um, a few instances now when I have questions, and, and that's pretty cool.
3: That is pretty cool. Um, for a race to race, this is your your home race,
10: here in Phoenix. Um, like what 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 today is gonna. Uh, make this a successful day um, You know I think the fact that we're here Is a success to me you know and that's a big part Of of, of us being a team and, and having people out here I mean you look out In the pits and you know um, I have family and friends here and, and this isn't about making money today It's about having everyone together and we're all here um, We're Justin and Cole Finish um, you know, comes second to me a lot of the time, and I know it shouldn't, but it really does. Those guys will go out there and give it all they have, and, and uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be finishing the top 10 this weekend, which will be great. I'll be ecstatic, but if we don't, you know what? We're still here. We're having a good time. We're on our uh, fourth round now, yeah. and, uh, and and to me, that's a success in itself.
3: Tony, you're a, a great member in the community here and uh, a new member and, and one that's really giving a lot of value. And uh, I really appreciate you giving me the time today to, to go through AJE Motorsports, the team, and uh, yeah, give us a whole rundown.
10: All right, Brad. Appreciate it. Thank cool. you.
3: Post race interviews here from Phoenix. Adam Ciancerillo, uh, third place on the night. Um, probably, probably the, just, it was damage damage control based on that start.
11: Yeah, yeah, I got a bad start, man. That's uh, it's not acceptable for me. It's been a couple weekends in a row now where I've gotten um, bad starts, and it's kind of the same mistake. I've identified it, which is frustrating. And to do the same thing a couple times in a row, man, it's uh, yeah, it's it's difficult to kind of cope with. But um, as far as that goes, I feel great. as riding um, fitness feels great i feel strong on the bike so um i think as soon as i dial that start in we'll be we'll be up there uh, battling for wins
3: um speak to the the game face and visualization side of the sport as far as far as you you're you seem to enjoy yourself on the more on and off the motorcycle um but there's obviously some time for serious uh moments for you uh wh- where do you what where do you go as far as your psychological standpoint to be serious and just lay down laps yeah,
11: I think, I mean, I just, it just comes down to focusing on yourself and, and especially Supercross, man. It's so easy to get distracted with everything that's going on. It's basically, it's you've got to remember it's a show. You know, you're putting on a show for people and um, it's just about focusing on yourself and, and focusing on the process. You know, of course, there's going to be distractions that pop into your mind, but you just got to gotta let them flow through your mind. Let them come in and let them come out. It's just natural. So um, just as long as you're bringing your focus back to the process of what you're doing, I think
3: you're uh, in a good spot. Uh, what are the things that you've been working on uh week to week uh, as far as d- just doing drills like uh, sprints what are some of the things that you're actually working on to get better i mean really right now it's all about starts i mean i have the speed
11: of course you ha- always have to stay on top of your fitness always have to do your motos and stuff like that but um, <clears throat> little things. Um, I worked on jumping through the whoops a lot last couple weekends because that's all we've been doing, and mm-hmm. it's pretty terrible at, at that at Houston. So, um, other than that, <clears throat> maybe cutting down in some corners. We like to put some cones up so we don't, because we go to a main event. You never really ride the outside of a bowl corner like you do at the test track. So we like to cut down and, uh, you know, get that realistic line going.
3: Um, speak to the, the fun side of the sport, riding out there. Uh, you guys pound laps like no tomorrow. Um, do you ever just go out there for a couple of laps and like? use your skills
11: uh no no really i mean i don't ever really we don't I, unstructured riding it's not i don't feel like a lot of us even do it honestly really? yeah because i mean it's just really you're out there to get better and you don't want to really risk too much more you know sometimes i'll even have let's say i have 50 laps planned for the day and if i'm at 42 laps and i just did a great moto and i feel amazing and i just feel at the top of my game i just i just leave i'm just like ah, i can't yeah i don't i don't want to uh you know it, it's risk every time you're on the bike so um, not that I'm, I'm never think of that when I'm out there on the dirt bike, but um, sometimes you just got to call it.
3: You know? Um, do you feel like your speed and your uh, your ability is is where you you would need to be to win races right now? My body, you said? Your, your ability, like you?
11: you oh, you absolutely, absolutely. I think I can win multiple races in a row. I think I can win championships. I think I can dominate. It's just all about putting myself in the putting myself in the position. You know, I don't I don't look at anybody on the starting line and say they're better than me. I think I'm better than. Everybody that's no disrespect, they're all great world class athletes, but um, I believe them better Fair
3: enough. Uh, working with Nick Nick way, uh, you've been working for him quite some time. How well does he know you when you're having a good day bad day? uh
11: he know he knows me really well we, we think the, we think the same if he's he can look at me and pretty much tell me um, what I'm thinking about so uh, he's a smart dude. I'm glad to have him in my corner you at the time yep thanks man cool man
3: shine oh, yep, moody McElrath, i do appreciate you doing so well tonight um but uh, in all seriousness you were a badass you led some laps and uh in the at the end of the night not a not a win but a uh, good night
0: yeah we uh we fought until the end and and i pushed hard aaron passed me and um got a little bit of a gap right off but just tried to to keep it steady and uh like i said i I was really happy with my riding happy with the second place for for how the track was how we started i mean um there's not there's not much to change other than a few little mistakes so um start was good i just I, i checked up really hard i didn't know um how fast i was coming in and then joey snuck around so um i'm excited to work on just little things this week and and put them into play next weekend
3: um, as far as like the the qualifying went, the the track was moving around a lot, especially in that one uh, r- the rhythm section that I mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, everyone had a hard time figuring yeah. out which one it was. Um, it, like what like is it difficult to set uh, like a clean lap in something that's literally just like it's so it's mushy like it was, it was moving around and you guys like crazy.
0: Yeah, and that's uh that's something that when we're going really fast, we're pushing through stuff, we're scrubbing stuff, so we're not really going straight in between the transitions and when it's mucky and got some little ruts in it that's where we get cross rutted and then we really jump sideways and Mm -hmm. uh it can get really hairy so um it was tough this uh this morning in practice but um that was one of those things where you just just get through through safe and get comfortable on the track as a whole and um just just keep building looks like you uh, you tried to sprint after you got the, got the lead and uh, you, you ended up being
3: caught but was that because that plusner um, had some better lines or did you get a little bit uh, winded from uh, just just putting in a good effort
0: no that was uh, I was really comfortable out front I felt good and um, I just I wasn't willing to push that extra little bit I mean um, there were a lot of people that that almost crashed tonight and a lot of people that did crash and the track was one that you re- had to respect it the whole time I mean if you took one thing for granted that's when oh you're, you're swapping out so um, I, I was happy with it um, I was happy with uh, keeping my composure I, I did get really mad but I just uh, brushed it off and, and kept pushing and um, I, I felt really good so uh, Aaron was just a little faster um, as far as like a retaliation move,
3: like wh- where do you stand on something like that? Like, uh, do you do you kind of push yourself outside the moment just for a little bit before acting, or um, would like if, if you had the chance would you've kind
0: of ran in on them? Um, immediately, yes, but uh, I mean. Th- Ultimately, if, if I was to focus on that, that would take my, my mind off the end goal, and that's uh, losing focus. So, um, I, I've known Aaron for a long time, and I know that's not something that he, he does. So, uh, No, I mean, it, it's, it's all good. We, we brushed it off, and um, there's nothing really. I, I don't have any, anything towards him, like uh, you wait or anything. It's, it's no big deal, really. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier that uh, you can go home and work
3: on little things. You guys often mention little things. What are these little things that you work on? What are some of the, like, some drills or some, like, just what are some of the things that you work on?
0: Honestly, it, as little as um, not clipping jumps going through rhythms. Uh, I mean, that's not only is it losing a little bit of time, it it uh, is a little more energy. And um, so it just, but like I said, the track, sometimes you'd hit a high line sometimes you would hit a low line and you didn't really know so um but it's just one of those things like picking a good line and, and hitting it every lap and uh it was it was tough without slick the track was but um that's part of it earlier you, you hit the triple uh coming on the opposite side from that like
3: right into the triple uh and you look directly into my camera lens uh can you explain that by any way and would you like that photo
0: i think that'd be sick i I do remember that because I was just like, oh, oh I mean, I'm a, I'm on a slow lap and I'll just just look over see see who I was looking and, and it. Was like, um, it was like straight up. that's pretty cool. That's, yeah. I, I'll, look I'll send it to that you. That. Okay, all right, cool.
3: His name is Kyle Chisholm. He wears number 11. Used to ride a Kawasaki way back. I think I did tag him in a, po- a post earlier this week saying that he was Ezra Lusk. That was pretty funny, though, wasn't it? Yeah. But uh, in all in all seriousness, there's uh, the starts are getting better, and uh, you seem more comfortable on your motorcycle. Why is that?
9: Yeah, it's getting better. Uh, I had a pretty late start. So same thing I had to go through last year. Um, I didn't even get on the bike until, like, December. So right. I had about four weeks to get ready for the season. And I was on a Honda 450 before that, you know what yeah. I mean? So been a while since i was on the 250 at all uh let alone a yamaha 250 but honestly the bike's been so good the the yamaha 250 uh, is the most as everyone a lot of people kind of know magazine tests and all that it's for sure the motor on it is unbelievable for a 250 just out of the box so it makes it easy for teams you know we're not a factory team so it makes it easy for a team like that to make it competitive so i think i've showed that with the starts and even hayden my teammate you know too they do an awesome job with the bike but for me Like you said, or like I said, I've had about four weeks on the bike before Anaheim. So for me, I'm just every day I ride, every week, um, just learning the bike more, getting it set up more. We made a suspension change this week. um, Helped me a little bit. You know, it wasn't bad before. just helped me be a little more comfortable. And uh, just getting time on the motorcycle, just seat time. So I think I'll get better every week. You know, I've every time I've rode I felt better so I'm looking to improve each week and uh, starts have been good just not rode my best I didn't have my best stuff when it counted you know Um, And didn't capitalize on those starts so um, yeah just going to put in more work this week I think I'm at a good place with the bike where I can just focus on riding it now not chasing that you know that feeling I'm looking for I think I got that this week and you never know when you get to the race if it's going to translate, you know, yeah, what you felt hopefully. during the week. And yeah, it honestly felt really good today. I was happy. So uh, I think the I'll be able to The soil's not with that.
3: to talk too far off Elsinore. Yeah, that's it's true. Yeah. quite close.
9: Yeah, it, it was by main event time. Um, so, yeah, no, it translated good. The, the bike felt good. I think I'm in a place where I can stick with that and just put some time on the bike. And, uh yeah just try to try to improve a little bit each day I ride that's all I can ask for, and I want to get close to that top five and uh, that's that's my goal this year so, let's see.
3: you're a talented tester. does sometimes that hurt you
9: yeah honestly, I think so. I wish i wasn't so i don 't want to say picky I just know what I want can, I know what I'm um, i 'm
3: looking for and honestly just yeah
9: just being older my experience and working with a lot of teams and just everything I've been through as a, as a racer. I'm, I'm 30 years old now, so um, I've done this, which isn't that old, but it's old in the sport. So, um, yeah, I just I've been through a lot, so I know what I want, and if I don't have that, I'm not that kind. Of, I've never been, even though I'm getting older. Even when I was younger, I've never been that guy to just kind of say screw it close your eyes and pin it um i want to get comfortable get the bike i'm going to know my bike and know what it's going to do and that's what makes me tick and makes me be able to go fast so um that's what's made it tough not having a lot of time on the bike prior to the season the last couple of years but um like i said i'm from here on out it is what it is i can't change it so i just got to keep getting better and better each week and work with what i have and uh yeah just improve so did uh,
3: did you see on a, on a 450 riding
9: supercross last week Monday, I rode outdoors on the 450, on the new uh, Yamaha 450. Uh, but I did go mess around on the Supergirl's track a little bit at the end. Uh, so I'm going to be doing some East Coast on the 450. So, uh, breaking news. The, the plan, as long as I'm comfortable, um, I'm going to start riding the 450 like one day a week um, just to start getting going on it. Um, and then the plan, as long as I'm comfortable, start right away in Dallas. So I'll go Dallas, Tampa, Atlanta, Daytona, St. Louis, and then I'm back on the 250 for Indy and Seattle. And then depending on logistics and how everything goes i might skip minneapolis and, and foxborough just to get maybe start some outdoor testing right. and get back well, the 250 and just if i'm going on my yeah, own for those <laughs> ones it's a long ways to go yeah. no, no. so uh but if, if everything's going good I'm, i might try to do them we'll see across that bridge as we get to it but uh yeah so for sure dallas tampa atlanta they tell st louis uh, those five i'm looking to do on the 450 so we're getting working on that and the new uh, this week was the first time on that 450 on the new Yamaha, and uh, I was pretty impressed with it. It, it was awesome. I wrote it stock to begin with, yeah. and it's pretty impressive to begin with, yeah. so I'm looking forward to it. Well,
3: brilliant. thanks for saying
9: Blake. Yeah, Thank you. Okay. Cool.
3: We're here with Bradley Taff from the uh, Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. Uh, decent day from your friend, uh, a lot better start, especially in the heat race there. Um, what clicked for you today?
12: Um, we just, I've uh, been doing a Stark technique, and um, it just hasn't been working, so we basically changed it all up this weekend and and it worked out um i got really good starts tonight heat race especially um main event main event went well i got i got up to a good start finally and i just kind of tried to settle in and and stick with those guys and i like the first half i was right with sexton and i just i just tightened up and uh rode a little tight and those guys kind of got away from me and ended up six but Hopefully, each week just you just get a little more comfortable on the tracks and get a little more comfortable with racing and uh, hopefully put them in the top five next weekend.
3: Fair enough. You still you you are still new at this, uh, as far as Supercross goes. Uh, racing full time, um, working with uh, at the W and with also with Seth Rarick. What are some of the things that he's kind of brought to your quiver as far as the fitness goes?
12: Um, it's actually Gareth swanapool actually writes writes a program and um seth seth just does everything with me so it's it's awesome to have seth there to you know push me every day and it's not like i'm there by myself just kind of lacking motivation like seth's always there and he he encourages me and it's it's awesome to have him around and he's also he also moved in with me so i kind of have him around all the time so yeah we've uh developed a good relationship and uh I like to keep working with them further in the future
3: um do you consider yourself a, a talented tester as far as picking apart a motorcycle and knowing where to go or are you looking towards the team to help
12: uh with some 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 how to change the motorcycle to get a better feel um i wouldn't say i'm like super good at it yet i've definitely gotten a lot better at, at testing and figuring stuff out but i do still rely on you know crew chief um scott raybon and my mechanic and also, the guys at Enzo to, to kind of help me out. I, I can tell them what the bike's doing, mm-hmm. but I don't really know what to do to fix it. Like, they kind of suggest stuff to me, and um, but I'm getting better at it. So, hopefully, you know, more testing and stuff I do, hopefully, I'll be really good soon. <laughs>
3: there you go um i talked to your mechanic yesterday as jordan sits sits, and easy you've been working with him for a long time tell me about working with him the relationship that you guys have had and uh just how much of a kind of like a uh, um like uh, mental support that is knowing that you you have someone that familiar with you
12: yeah um he started working for me back in 2012 so We've been together a long time, and it's it's just good to bring him here because it's like it's like having someone I'm comfortable with. Like it kind of brings a comfort level to the races because I've I've been with him for so long, and um, he does a great job. So, just having someone like that that I'm comfortable with is is awesome, and um, he works hard, so it's good. Goals for the rest of the year? Um, just just keep improving every weekend. You know, I have some small goals for myself, and. Um, just get more comfortable each weekend out and uh i definitely would like to be put it on the po- uh, put it on the box here soon um i think by the end of the year as long as i keep improving and you know doing doing keep working hard and doing what i've been doing with uh, seth and swanee yeah um i think i'll be there by the end of the year
3: perfect i appreciate the time
12: thank you